Welcome to Zipcast. My name is Stu, and I'll be your host. We start off our show today with a mailing question from Nancy. She writes, Can you please give me further detail? I apologize, I don't really speak bike. I just am trying to educate myself. What is hookless? What is the difference in tubular versus tubeless? I know it doesn't have a tube inside, but I'm just trying to figure out the difference between the two. Let's head on over to Mike as he answers Nancy's question. Thanks for your question about different rim and tire types, Nancy. I'm Zip Design Engineer Mike Vittorio. Let me start with your question about hookless rims. The term hookless refers to the shape of the rim at the outer diameter of the tire bed. Traditional bicycle rims have inward hooks at this location. These rims are technically called crochet type rims. Think of the hooked tip of a crochet sewing needle when visualizing the shape. Crochet type rims can be designed to be used with clincher or tubeless tires and will be designated as such by the manufacturer. Hookless rims, as the name suggests, have no hooks at the outer diameter of the tire bed. In the design standards, these rims are called tubeless straight side rims, or TSS. Hookless rims can only be used with tubeless tire types. Now let's expand on the different types of tires in cycling to answer the second part of your question. There are three main types tubular tires, clincher or tube type tires, and tubeless tires. Tubular tires are completely round or enclosed in the cross section, like a tube, which is how they get their name. Tubulars are used on tubular specific rims and need to be glued on in initial installation. They do not require inner tubes and are the most common choice for professional road and cyclocross racers. Next, there are clincher or tube type tires, which use a tire bead to lock into the hook of a crochet rim. They require the use of size specific inner tubes and are the most common setup for amateurs and enthusiasts. Finally, there are tubeless or tubeless ready tires, which have the tire beads similar to clincher tires. However, the beads are much more stiff. This stiffness, combined with special bead shapes, enable tubeless tires to have an airtight seal between the rim and the tire, which means that inner tubes are not required. Tubeless tires need to be used on tubeless ready rims, which can be either hooked or hookless. Tubeless tires have many advantages over both clincher and tubular tires and are quickly gaining popularity for modern road and mountain bikes. Thanks again for the great question. Thanks again, Nancy, for the question and Mike for your reply. And now let's roll with today's feature as Zip's advanced design engineer, David Morse, explains Zip use of hookless tubeless rim design for wheels including the 303S and the 303 Firecrest. The hookless, also called tubeless straight side design, is a vital component of Zip's total system efficiency approach to optimize wheels for great speed. Dave takes us through the basics of hookless and how the tire stays on the wheel to how hookless affects rolling resistance. Sit back and relax. It's time for Zipcast. Here we go. 
Welcome to Zipcast. I'm Zip Content Manager Dan Lee, and joined here today with um, someone who may be coming our most frequent guest, Zip Advanced Development Engineer Dave Morse. Welcome back, Dave. Hey, Dan. Thanks so much. Hope you guys don't mind my voice. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, so we're here in the Zip Factory and sitting far apart and have our masks on, but it it works pretty well. And we're, we're here today to talk about a, a pretty important subject that uh, a lot of road cyclists are probably just learning about, hookless technology on um, some of our new wheels uh, on the 303S, the 303 Firecrest, and also 30 Moto. Um, hookless, another name for it is uh, tubeless straight side, the official designation or term. And um, a little bit of a different from look and, and performance from our traditional clincher's rims. So, Dave, we're going to start off with a basic question. What is hookless? What are hookless rims? Uh, hookless rims, it's a way of uh, securing a tubeless clincher tire to the perimeter of your rim. That's pretty basic. Uh, what it conspicuously lacks is an overhang at the extreme diameter People usually call it the hooks or the, the clincher hooks. Um, and in a standard clincher, those overhangs or hooks are part of a um, pretty important feature that, that holds or retains your tire and keeps it on the rim. And on hookless, there is a different mechanism that keeps the tire attached to the rim. And you don't need those overhangs or the hooks to um, maintain that connection. Okay, and we we'll start off another. We'll start off with basic questions here. Um, so basically, how does the tire stay on the rim? Yeah. So um, going back to a, st a standard clincher, um, the, there are two two main components that keep a tire on a standard clincher. It's that overhang hook um, that interfaces with the tire bead, and the tire bead is uh, two strands of really strong, usually Kevlar, sometimes it's steel or other materials, but two of these um, long strands of strong material that run um, around the, the extreme edges of your tires. Um, and those that bead and the overhang inter interact and interface to lock together when you put pressure in the tire. On a hookless rim and a tubeless tire, that overhang is not present and so the tire relies um, pretty much only on the stiffness and the strength of the bead in the tire construction to keep it on the rim. Um, it's kind of like um, thinking about a hula hoop um, sitting on the bead seat diameter. Now that's the, that's the shelf in the rim that the bead sits on. They call it, it's called the bead seat diameter. Um, but if you, I think I could go through a visualization exercise to help people understand what I'm talking about. So if you think about a bare rim without the tire on and you're gonna go install a, a fresh tire on there, you typically would hold it, um, you know, your hands close together, you'd pinch the beads, kind of folding the tire flat, and you'd place those beads down deep in the little well in the middle of your rim, that's the tire well. And then once you have that seated as far down as it will go in the well, you slide your hands apart and you pull on the tire to keep the rest of the tire deep in that well. You're pulling tension um, as you go around the tire and around the rim until you get to the opposite side. Hopefully you have enough slack built up in the tire to stretch it over that last bit of the rim OD and snap it in place. You're not gonna be able to snap 
that last bit of tire over the rim unless you have the rest of the tire seated deep in that tire well. And that kind of interaction is what lets you get the tire on. Now, once you inflate the tire, those beads that are loose now, they're sitting in, in the well loose, they get pushed up onto the bead seat diameter, which is a bigger diameter than the tire well. That is essentially locking the tire in place. Once the bead is sitting on the bead seat diameter, it can't move, it can't go left or right. Um, and what's a little bit difficult to visualize is when you are pulling a tire, let's say you have a tire mounted and you're pulling it to the left, the bead on the opposite side of the rim is what's constraining the tire from moving any further over because it's already bottomed out on that bead seat diameter. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, almost like pulling yourself up from your, your, your bootstraps. The opposite side of the tire is what's keeping um, the contact pad side of the tire firmly in place. Great, interesting, great, great description there. And what are the benefits of hookless? Let's go into that. Gosh, um, there are a lot of things that we really didn't realize until we, do we dove deep in as an engineering team to understand uh, what we could do with the the hookless rim design or, or tubeless straight side. Um, and it kind of reminded me of when we were first developing carbon clinchers. I didn't really, as a, as a young, much younger design engineer back then, I didn't really understand why you would want to make a carbon clincher rim until we got into the design and you start to find these little nuanced benefits that all together add up to a pretty substantial change in the product. So for hookless, what the uh, the hookless rim design allows us to do is make a lighter rim for a given strength. It's a more efficient use of the material and the kind of the cross-section geometry of the part um, transfers and, and handles loads a little bit better so we can use less carbon fiber to make an equivalent strength rim. Um, it also pushes the tire stance a little bit wider for a given tire size. Um, and that has a host of benefits. Um, one is handling with that wider stance of uh, your tire. It's almost like having a lower center of gravity on a car or more squat stance. If, you know, if you're playing football or something, you want to get low to the ground to have that lateral, um, that lateral stability. So widening the tire bead gives you a little bit better handling characteristics, a little bit lower rolling resistance. Um, and it also creates a much cleaner transition between the tire surface and the rim surface. You don't have this little uh, light bulb cross section of the clincher hooks pinching the tire inwards before um, you know, going from the, the tire to the rim. So this straight wall on the inside of the rim allows for a smooth surface transition from the rim to the tire, which benefits aerodynamics, especially um, in gusty conditions, yeah, it helps keep that flow attached and helps keep the whole airflow cross-section from stalling. Great. And all of that, which you just said, kind of is a great transition to talking about the role or the importance of hookless uh, construction with our new technical approach used in the 303 Firecrest total system efficiency, which we're calling TSE. And that's basically... Um, you know, constructing the wheel, designing the wheel in a way to uh, help you combat the four basic things slowing you down, wind resistance, gravity, rolling resistance, and vibration loss. And with hookless, is it, 
Dave, is it, is it really, is TSC possible without hookless and what role does it play? So the, the concept of TSC is that you're, you're attacking all the things that are slowing you down on a bike and you're not optimizing any one of those. We've identified four main, th main ways that you get slowed down on your bike and we're not pursuing one of them individually. We're pursuing all four of them and we're optimizing for overall speed and to so depending on your riding conditions or your riding style, um, you may need to optimize or pay more attention to some of like two or three of those four ways you're slowing down more than, than one of them. And this is kind of generic, but you, you change what you're optimizing for depending on the conditions that you're riding. And hookless is really a, a, it's a home run in the sense that it allows us to improve all four of those losses simultaneously. So we talked about it's more aerodynamic because of tr the transition between the tire and the rim. Uh, it's lighter, so you're fighting gravity less. Um, it's a little bit uh, better rolling resistance because of the wide stance of the tire. And one that we didn't touch on is it also helps you improve um, your or decrease your losses due to road vibration. Um, and, and that is a little bit more subtle, but basically when you get a wider stance on the tire, you're mimicking a bigger tire and you can afford to drop your pressure down, get a little bit more cushy of a ride. Um, and that keeps your center of gravity or the, the main part of your mass, you know, a per the person on the bike is the vast majority of the mass of the system. Um, it keeps that heavy rider from having to bounce up and down over bumps and cracks in the road. And every time you raise the center of gravity of the whole system up and down, you're losing speed. So if you can keep the rider at a very constant elevation over these bumps and cracks, you're going to go faster. And lower pressure uses the tire kind of like, well, it is like suspension. Um, so you're letting the tire uh, deflect and soak up those the the road asperities instead of having your 80 kilogram body bounce up and down and slow you down. So we're attacking all four of those things simultaneously and hookless allows us to get gains in all four of them. Great. Um, this would be a good time to um, pause and just make sure we're talking about, we're, we're clear on hookless is designed for tubeless. Th that is correct. And Dave, could you just quickly explain you know, the difference between uh, a tubeless wheel and a standard clencher wheel and when someone could use tubes, if they could, in our new hookless, you know, whether it's to get home with a flat or, or what, when that might be used. But this is really a system designed for tubeless tires. That's correct, yeah. The, uh, the 303 Firecrest, 303S, and the 30 Moto are all tubeless rim systems, and so they are compatible with tubeless tires. Um, which means you don't install a butyl or a, a latex or any kind of inner tube in there. It's just the tire against the rim itself creates an airtight seal, and that tire pressure is what keeps, keeps you going down the road. Um, if you were to get a puncture or some kind of loss of air and you needed to get home, you could put a tube in there. Um, it's going to be heavier. It's going to be uh, more rolling resistance. Um, so it's suboptimal, um, but... It, there is no risk in putting a tube in to get yourself home. You know, we, we wouldn't have put out a product that was going to strand people in the middle of nowhere. We had, you know, the one of the target customers in mind was someone like a dirty Kansa racer. And that is a scary thought to be 100 miles from nowhere and you're stranded because you can't put tire, you can't put air in your tire. So for sure, if you need to, put a tube in, but really to get the most out of the product, find a nice tubeless tire and install that on your tubeless rim. 
Great. Um, and then when working with hookless uh, technology, what standards did we follow uh, as far as others used across the bicycle industry to ensure safety and, and performance? Yeah, so that, that was top of mind for the design team on the th all three of these products. Um, so we are adhering to um, the, the existing ETRTO uh, rim and tire specification, um, and, and um, we're working with the, the ETRTO is European uh, Tire and Rim Technical Organization, and um, uh, we're also working with um, the International Standards Organization, ISO, to drive to a consensus within the industry on what um, the tubeless straight side standard should be for, um, for road rims and tires. Um, so that is something that is underway and we're actively contributing, um, put, putting up information and data that we have and working with other companies to drive to a consensus. Um, right now we're compliant with ETRTO and um, that, so all these are in the works and um, the end goal is to have one set of standards that if you pick a tire that is compliant to the standard and a rim that's compliant to the standard, there is zero problem whatsoever. And right now um, that's the case with ETRTO. Um, ISO is working that direction. So um, the, the goal of the industry is to, is to make it less complicated and um, just make, make things a little bit clearer for the customer. Great. Um, I wanted to circle back to one of the components of TSC that we haven't historically talked about as much as zip um, is weight of the wheel. Because um, we've, we've often talked about kind of weighing out that arrow versus weight and um, arrow plays a big role. Um, but with this optimization approach, one of the benefits of going hookless is a pretty dramatic drop in weight from our 303 Firecrest to current model with hookless compared to its previous. And what's a, what's a good way to uh, kind of illustrate that weight loss in hmm. that wheel? Yeah, th this is a fun one. Um, cycling being a, a Eurocentric sport, I, I, we wanted to come up with a really easy, visceral way to understand how much weight we had we were able to take out of the new generation of rims, these hookless rims compared to the past regular clinchers. And it's over 300 grams out of the wheel set, which is just mind boggling when you consider, A, all that, all that weight's coming out of the rim. The, the hubs and spokes really haven't changed appreciably. So we're taking 300 grams out of just the carbon rim part. That's almost as much as a jar of Nutella hazelnut spread delicious uh but also you know you, you might not want to eat that just for you know putting on a little bit of uh winter fluff before before you uh in a racing season but with these wheels you know you can have the best of both worlds that's our joke is eat your nutella and have your light uh race wheels and uh no compromises <laughs> there you go there you go um one last kind of technical question is um with tire pressure what is the relationship between hookless and tire pressure Particularly, you could look at the 303 models, the 303S and 303 Firecrest. Um, hookless is designed for a, a maximum tire pressure that's really lower than what many road, roadies are used to. Maybe even some roadies who have already been lowering their tire pressure some. Yeah, I think that's the, the one uh, point about the new product that might catch people off guard is we are recommending really, really low pressures relative to what people are used to, even even just five years ago or two years ago. Um, and t 
to put it in perspective, you know, 90 PSI, that, that seems pretty standard, I think, to most roadies. We're pushing that an average-sized rider, like a 160, 170-pound rider, should be riding less than 60 PSI in the mid-50s for a 28-millimeter uh, tubeless tire. And the main reason for that is the internal rim width has gone from 17 millimeters um, on the previous rims to 25 millimeters on our 303 Firecrest. And that internal rim width uh, kind of artificially widens uh, any given tire size. That extra tire width um, doesn't require as much pressure to support a given weight or rider load. Um, and there are a lot of benefits to going to a much lower pressure if if you don't need that much pressure. So it's going to be a much smoother ride. I alluded to vibration losses. You're going to be able to keep the massive rider from bouncing up and down over cracks and holes and in the uh, bumps in the road. Um, and it's going to also give you a much better feel when you're really digging hard into a corner, the tires are going to feel glued to the road. So the lower pressure has a lot of different benefits. And we had, a, a it was a pretty big internal debate within the design team when we were coming up with this idea, because we had a lot of heartburn over how people would react to the ETRTO pressure limits. For a, a straight side rim, there is a maximum um, recommended limit of five bar, which is 72 and a half PSI. And before we went this route, we spent a lot of time to ensure that you didn't need, it wasn't going to be a limitation for the customer. You didn't need to go above five bar to get full access to all the benefits of our wheels. Um, so that being said, I, if I am riding around above six, I, I weigh 77 kilos at like 170 pounds. Um, if I'm riding around above 60 PSI, uh, which is, I'm trying to convert to bar. Um, I want to say that's like four bar. If I'm riding above 60 PSI, it's too harsh for me now. I've, I've grown accustomed to the lower PSIs. I prefer them. Um, it feels too jittery, bouncy, not connected to the road. If I'm anywhere north of 60 PSI, I'll get off my bike and I'll, I'll let some air out, which is also really handy for having um, or a good reason for having tire whiz on. You know exactly when you're at your, your preset optimum. You you know, I, I have my phone app set to 55 PSI. So my little blinky light turns green when I'm at 55 PSI. Um, it's a really quick way for me to, to double check that I'm, I'm where I want to be. Um, so the pressures are way lower. And it's one of those things that I, I think people should go out of their way to try this. Um, wide rim profile or right, wide, wide internal rim um, on a 25 or 28 millimeter tire tubeless run lower pressures. We have a pressure guide that the Axis tire pressure guide online. Um, it's actually a really good tool um, and it, it gives you a really good starting point for um, where you wanna go with these lower pressures, wider rims. It's gonna change the way you feel about riding your bike. It's gonna be awesome. I, you go and try it. Great, one quick final question. Um, in your own riding of our hookless technology, um, what has your experience been? What have you kind of noticed most? Or have you ridden mostly on pavement or on, on gravel, dirt? Um, what's it been like? Yeah, I, I'm a roadie. Uh, you know, not quite a weight weenie, m maybe an arrow weenie, but always on pavement um, and track, um, criterium racing. So that's my, my use. That, that's the, where I'm riding these wheels. 
and um, I really, really, really like the hard, fast, flat, technical crits on these wheels because they feel so connected to the road. It's like butter. And you can take lines that other people can't take. You can take sharper corners. You can hit rougher lines that other people are skittering around because it doesn't really affect you that much. Um, so it really opens up the race course uh, for criterium races. When you're on a little bit wider tire, a little bit lower pressure, these hookless rims are great. They're, it's my go-to, the 303 Firecrest, my go-to criterium wheel. Uh, feels great. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining Zipcast again, Dave. Thank you, Dan. We want to thank Dave for coming on the show today. Don't forget, if you have a question like Nancy did today, please email us at zipcast at sram.com and try to earn some swag. So until the next show, my name is Stu for Zipcast. We'll see you later. <laughs>